We hear all these stories about people getting really sick and then their lives drastically changing. Guess what, here's another one. So in 2016, I got pretty sick and I could not get rid of this cold that was seemingly just a common cold. It kept coming and going and it kept getting worse and worse until I started developing asthma. It got to the point where I had to admit to myself that maybe there was something more going on, that maybe there was something in my energetic system that was preventing me from truly getting better and getting back into my energetic rhythm, my energetic flow. Something had to give. I was sharing this with a friend one day and she recommended I see a shamanic energy healer. So I went to this shamanic energy healer and a whole new world opened up. It felt like coming home. It felt like remembering the truths of who I am and what I already know, but I needed reminding of. Suddenly the world felt less scary, less alone, and my life is now driven by my inner knowing, not by fear. My name is Madeline Corliss. I am the creator of The Energy Studio. Welcome to The Energy Studio Podcast. Hello. This week we are talking about tarot with my good friend Yara Skagfjord. She is absolutely phenomenal and I love the way that she views tarot and the way that she uses it both in her working with clients and also in her everyday life. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Let's go. Let's get started. I'm going to, uh, as I did last week, read a bio because uh, I want to get all these things Correct. So I'm just going to read your bio real quick. So uh, Yara Skag, oh my gosh, say it for me again. Skagfjord. 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 I'm going to get yeah. it today. Skagfjord. Okay. Yara Skagfjord, I did it, uh, is an Icelandic witch, an intuitive healer, and tarot reader. Yara also facilitates moon circles and has a YouTube channel where she talks about tarot and does free tarot readings for the collective twice a month on the new moon and the full moon. They're really awesome. Uh, I lost my place. Okay. She is recent. She was recently featured on Diviner Life magazine's list of 100 Diviner women and also a singer and an actress. She loves cold brew, the moon, and stationery. Me yeah. too. <laughs> um, I, I, like, I could spend a whole day, a whole week. I could live at a stationery store. Oh, yeah. Like places like Paper Source and like. There used to be one when I was in high school that I could just hours, just hours. Yep. yep. Paper source, papyrus, all of those, all of those stores. Oh, they're just glorious. I love it. And I, I have like boxes in my apartment of stationery that like I rarely use, but it's there for when I need it. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I will need it. I go through so many journals and, and pens and, and stuff. Oh yeah. And I'm always like, oh, a new journal. I'll use it for like, I, I make them into, oh, I need a new journal for this specific thing. It's like, no, you don't. You don't need a fifth journal <laughs> that you're currently using. Yeah. But, but we can use you to get a journal. Oh yes, definitely. I'm about to finish my, a journal that I started in quarantine. And I'm like, that is a big marker there, right there to finish, to finish a quarantine journal. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about tarot. So Yay! Um, <laughs> I guess I'll let you start and uh, just kind of like, what are the, the basic things that you feel like people need to know about what it is? I think a lot of people understand the like, okay, there are cards involved and uh, what what's beyond that? Right. So um, tarot cards essentially are 
So I, th- I think people have the have the I, I would say it's a misconception because there are people out there that, that use it for uh, t- telling the future or like peeking into the future. So tarot is used for those. I, I want to show I have a deck right here, which is the so this is the traditional Smith weight deck. And originally that this this sprung from just playing cards, just regular playing cards and people started using them as a divination tool. And there was this artist, her name was Pamela Coleman Smith, who um, made all, all this beautiful artwork um, on these cards that was then published. And I feel like, um, so it, tarot is a system, right? So there are certain like rules, there's like major arcana trumps and then minor arcana, and then there are court cards, just some, like, like with playing cards, you have like a king and queen and a, and a jack, and like there's a similar thing with the tarot. The tarot is sort of, to me at least, um, is sort of revealing what we can't see, right? So it can it can reveal to us any any sort of truths that we are unable to see at the moment, or like it can confirm what we feel we know, but we're not exactly sure. Or we're doubting our intuition, and then we pull a card, and I'm like, okay, that that it's confirming what I already know. Um, you can use it, um, yeah, as, to connect to your intuition, to connect to your higher self, to connect to your, your team of guides. If that's something that, um, you want to connect to, uh, people that like, don't believe in any of that, you can use it just to connect to your subconscious. Um, it just like reveals patterns that are happening in your life. And tarot is also because the major arcana trumps, I, I don't want to get too much into this because it's, it's, it's uh, complex. It's a complex system. But um, the major arcana is, is called often the fool's journey. And you see like all of the sort of stepping stones in life, in like the cycle of life that happens. So I feel like tarot also in its essence is just a way for us to connect to the universe and the energies of life and just like how life goes. It's like, Oh, I'm at this point in my life right now where should I go this way or should I go that way? And then you might pull a major arcana that, that um, symbols all of that. Now with tarot, there's also um, it is connected to occultism just because there's a lot of um, occult symbols and symbolism in the original tarot cards. Nowadays there are so many decks that exist that um, don't have that. Mm-hmm. Or, or, but they are saying the exact same message, but you don't have to understand occultism or symbolism to understand what the tarot is trying to say. Yeah. Um, I have, a, I have a couple of videos on my YouTube channel. One is called the five myths about the tarot. And the other is like tarot cards versus Oracle cards. And I want to touch on Oracle cards as well, because that's how I started. I didn't get into tarot because it felt so overwhelming and daunting. Like, oh my God, so many things. Arcana is minor. Oh, I don't understand what's happening. So the Oracle cards are a really good gateway into the tarot. Yeah. And Oracle cards are essentially just really pretty cards with really pretty pictures and pretty messages. Just like uh, comfort, um, reunion, return. You know, it's just kind of like a little tiny guidance. I know a lot of people pull little angel cards that just have like one word for the day. Um, so tarot have, they don't have just one purpose. You can use them for many, many, many different things. Um, one of which, uh, so I pull tarot every day, like a daily pull. And sometimes I, I ask the question, okay, so what is today going to look like? And then sometimes I will just get an image and it'll look however it looks like, oh, it will show 
two people that are like maybe at, at arms with one another. I'm like, okay, so I might butt heads with someone at work or like, oh yeah, I'm aware of this person that I'm going to see today. So that is just, and it's not telling me that this is what's going to happen. It's more just like, be aware of this. And I'm like, ah, yes. So I can like ground myself in that knowledge, reminding me that, aha, uh-huh, I'm going to stay compassionate and grounded in my communicating with this person. So I don't use the tarot to tell the future. And I don't think anyone can fully tell the, the future anyway. It's yeah. more, where am I at right now? What do I need to know so that I can best move forward? How can I create my future? So it's more you and the tarot uh, working together to like create your future. And the key to that is asking the right questions. Um, so it's not just like, hey, should I be in relationship with this person? Yes or no. Like yes or no questions are not the, the best when it comes to tarot or oracle. It's more like, what do I what do I need to know about myself before I move forward? What do I need to release before I take it a step further w- with this person? What would it look like if we stayed friends? What versus what would it look like when we if we would get together, what would it look like if I would be with this other person? Tara was great to like look at different options and see what each option has in store. Um, I use it a lot um, and it, for myself and for clients. Because um, I feel like often in life, like what we're most confused about humans is just like making decisions. I don't know what to do. Like I have all these options and I don't know where to go. So Tara was really, really great and sort of like... Um, you know, like we weaving your way through all of these options and like seeing seeing what would be the best for you so you can move forward in alignment with what you want. Because no option is good or bad. It's just, okay, so you have all the information. Ah, oh, this is what it's going to look like. Cool, cool, cool. I don't really like the outcome of this option, but I really want to do this option. So what do I need to do to change the outcome? Yes. Right? Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, so it's really, really, really helpful. And I feel like for me, it's it mostly, you know, because sometimes you're just like so busy, you have so many things on your schedule, you have so you just have so many things in your head. And sure, you could sit down with yourself in meditation and just like, mm, and just like tune into yourself and uh, figure and he- hear something or see something. Some people do and some people don't. So this is also a very great tool to use if you just want like a quick hey I don't have time to to connect with my guides fully or connect with my intuition fully I'm going to pull one card and see what it says or if you don't feel like you see anything when you're meditating or when you're trying to connect the tarot is really good to to start helping you connect to that third eye and also I feel like uh when you when you see images and, and, and imagery and storytelling in general for us resonates on a deeper level than when you're just hearing words or reading words. Of course, we all are different learners. And so I'm like, sometimes if I see a specific word, I'm like, oh, this word like really affected me in a deep level, but people are different learners and things affect them differently. So for example, like if you would see a card like this, you would be like, woof, okay, like what is going on? Like you immediately, yeah. like, as if you, you see this and you're like this, this can't be good. <laughs> you know, yeah. even with no knowledge of the tarot, you can look at this card and be like, oh, okay, I'm not. I don't really, something's going on and I, and I need to look at what, what that is. Yeah. So you, you can, you don't have to learn everything about the tarot before you pick up a tarot deck because um, the way I was taught how to read tarot originally when I went to a tarot workshop, she said, read the tarot as if you're reading, um, reading a page from a children's book. Mm, so you would look at this card and be like, 
Okay, so I see here um, uh, a knight on a, on a horse, and he seems to be very well-guarded and well-armored. He seems to be going full force. There doesn't seem to be a lot of greenery around him, so he's, he's, he's going to head, head somewhere else and see if there are, like, greener lands elsewhere. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you're, you're just kind of, like, looking at what you're seeing and just, just telling us what it is that you're seeing or telling yourself what it is that you're seeing. And sometimes I will see, like, one you know, um, like, oh, like, at first glance, I would probably see this guy and, and the horse, but then like, in, in a different reading, or like later on, or, or sometimes when reading for clients, I would focus more on the three pyramids in the background. So, okay, so maybe the client is looking at three different options, or maybe it symbolizes three jobs that they have. And, you know, maybe that's a little, little too overwhelming, it could represent three people in their lives, or three different projects they're building, because, you know, pyramids are like, you know, took a while to build and all of that. So, so there's so, so there's no, I also want people to know that there's no one correct meaning for every tarot card. You don't have to memorize all the meanings of the cards because they uh, vary vastly depending on where you are and what the question is and, and all that. I'm yeah. sorry. I went all over the place. with And I love what you said at the beginning about, um, if you don't believe in like a higher consciousness, that it's also a way to check into your own subconscious. And I think that so directly connects with, um, if you're using these for yourself or um, looking at these images to trust your instinct of what it means for you. And that like that instinct is, uh, whatever's coming up is what's wanting to come up and to be understood at this time, which yeah. I think is so important. Um, Cause I know even a lot of my friends are like, I was meditating and I saw this thing, but I don't know if that's this thing that I think it means and like doubting their own intuition. Yep. And I love the idea of using uh, tarot cards and uh, I use Oracle cards and uh, as a way to check in with your own subconscious as well. I think that's so useful. Yeah. And as a way to like strengthen that intuition of oh, you know, I was thinking this thing earlier and I didn't trust it. And this is just a little affirmation that like, yep. that is coming up right now. I love that. Um, can you, so I've done, uh, Yara's done readings for me before. And uh, something that I've noticed is that uh, as you were saying, like, it's not so much telling the future. It's more just like opening up the picture of what's happening mm -hmm. uh, so that we can see more of a situation or um, see different avenues that something could take. What, do you, I'm just like forming this as I say it. What is your uh, process? We talked a little bit about like the questions you ask. So when you're working with a client, what's your process of, um, of taking the question and then getting them a response? Yeah, totally. So I usually ask people because I am not here to sit, at least that's not how I work. And I totally respect other people that do work in that way. I'm not here mm -hmm. to sit and tell you what's going on in your life. You know what's going on in your life. So I'm not going to sit here and um, uh, and be, oh, oh, I see all these things. And, and then the other person's like, oh my gosh, she knows everything about me. No, I have no, I actually, I have no interest in knowing everything about you. So, and I, and I, in, in my world, how I operate, I don't think it's very um, ethical for me to like pry in stuff that you're not asking me about. So 
if you, Madeline, come to me, you're like, hey, like I'm having this work situation. Um, like I really love the job, but my boss is like being really difficult or like blah, 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 blah. So I would just listen to everything that you had to say about the situation. And I would kind of like guide you um, or, or like I would create questions based on what I just intuitively and what I sort of like hear and like messages I get as you're speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of like I don't do a traditional tarot spread like a lot of people do what is called the Celtic cross, which is like the official classic uh, tarot spread. And it's totally valid. It's just, I, I, it has never resonated with me and I don't know why it's the weirdest thing. I need to create my own. I'm like, I don't want anything telling me what to do. I'm going to, I'm going to make my own. Um, So I always just pull cards based on the questions and based on the stuff that I feel like is useful uh, depending on the situation. So it's always customized based on the client. And I try to, if they are really, uh, you know, because sometimes people people come to me and they're really um, either like low or they feel hopeless or they feel helpless. So I always try to bring it to a, uh, a place of empowering them, right? So reminding them that they have the power. What is what is supporting you? Um, and it, it's and again, it's more about like I don't. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, your future is going to be wonderful and everything is going to be okay. Even though often that is what people want to hear, and that's totally valid. And I always do do that, and it is going to be okay. But it's going to be okay because you have the power to change it, right? So my guide and everything is just like empowerment and and love. And I always do try to. Um, if, if they're asking me yes or no questions, I, I never say don't ask a yes or no question. It's more just like, okay, I totally hear you. So what about if we ask, um, how can I empower myself to move forward? How can I uh, gain the courage to speak up to my boss or, or something like that? Um, so how it's sort of like finding, guy, oh, what, what is it that I'm not seeing that, um, that I need to see right now. And then how can I move forward from that? And then like, you know, and then what the possible outcome will be from that. So it's kind of like taking everything that they're, that they're telling you and sort of like reframing it into questions that are, that are helpful and empowering and loving. Um, and, and I always like to ask questions that's like, what can they do? Cause you know, it's sometimes so frustrating. Like you leave and you're like, that, that it, it didn't feel like that was very useful you know, was kind of just like saying, oh, yeah, that this is uh, difficult or, yeah, this is what happened, but like no like tangible action steps to take. So I always make sure in my readings to give people some sort of action steps like, oh, I would recommend doing X, Y, Z based on the card that I pulled. Right. Um, and I also so, so I try to guide them towards the question. And I always ask, how about we ask the cards how we can uh, empower ourselves? How about we ask the cards what needs to be released? What if we ask about ask the cards, what would happen if I quit the job? What would happen if, right? So it's kind of, um, yeah. So guiding them towards place of empowerment, I I think would be, is my, is my thing, is my shtick. And then also when I do, um, uh, because I do video readings that are pre-recorded. So before I do, I start the reading, I do put myself into like a, a meditative state and I ask to connect to my clients guide and I ask them for guidance for my client hi I have this client Madeline and she's asking me about this um what do you have to say about it and I and I get very specific about um I only want to speak to the guides that can speak to this thing today 
like, I don't want to get all of the ancestors into, <laughs> into the room because all of them have that stuff to say. And I like, I get it. And like, we're connected right now, but I always make sure that we are asking about this today. So I only want to speak to the, the people or the guides or, or the, the ethereal messages that have to do with this specific situation. So I try to keep it focused in that way. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've been talking about this, but I want to put it in uh, these terms a little bit. Would you mind talking a little bit about divination and what it is? Because I think a lot of what you do is divination work. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on divination and what it is. So I think it's a mix of many things and there's not just one way of doing it. Um, I think divination is um, uh, the, the collaboration between you, all of your experiences, everything that you've gone through, your intuition, your will, your personality, everything, and what you are hearing from the universe, from your guides, from your guardian angels, from your spirit animals, ancestors, all of that. Mm-hmm. So divination, I feel like, is, is you connecting to either your inner self or your truest self because you know there are times in our lives where we are not connected we are not grounded we're just like we're just like spinning and we're going from place to place so i think divination is a coming back to yourself mm-hmm. and your intuition your inner self your highest self your truest self and then if you want to take it a step further if that's your jam um you would connect to um your your guides your ancestors your past lives all kinds of things. And, and it's not to say that you are connecting because I always, um, again, a place of empowerment and free will and everything. I, when I hear messages or receive messages from my guides and it can be a thought in your head, uh, it can be a vision. It can be a dream that you get. It can be through tarot. Like you pull a card and you're like, ah, yes, that's the situation. It can be you, your auto writing in your journal. Um, it can be you see see signs like, oh, I've been seeing a uh, lion all day. You know, like every, every logo that I see has a lion in it. You know, that can be uh, a way of, of a divination coming through for you. Um, so I feel like, but it doesn't mean that it's something that you need to obey all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So you get a message from your guys. And you're like, OK, totally. I hear you. Here's the thing, though. I really want to go there and do that. So how can we find a way to... <laughs> to sort of um, um, compromise here on like what you think is best for me and what you would want for me or the messages, the stuff that they're seeing. And I respect that because they see things that I can't see, but I am also on the earthly plane and I experience and feel and see things and sense things that they don't, you know, because I am in a human body and they're not. So it's kind of like finding a common ground or like collaborating or renegotiating. Um, Yeah. So essentially divination is connecting to them <laughs> and being in alignment with yourself at the same time. Yeah. And I know it sounds complicated and it, but it, but it's actually, it's not, Yeah, it's really not. And it's so funny because when you start doing divination and you start like connecting to your client, uh, other people's guides and you're like, who you're like, you get a little nervous. I remember getting nervous. I'm like, well, what's going to come through? I thought it would be like really intense. And it's always just so simple and loving the messages. It's so weird. They're like, just tell her that everything's going to be okay. And we're here for her and we love her. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought you were giving me something really profound and really, you know, and it's, and not to say that that isn't profound, but it's just our, our human ideas of what profound is and what the divine is. And, you know, you can find the divine in a bouquet of flowers, you know, or, you know, in the, in the tree 
on your city street, you know, so it's not, it's not this, it's uh, sure it's big and it's larger than life, but it's also in, in uh, small things. So I, I, I feel like divination is just being in alignment with yourself and the universe and your guides. That's how I see it at least. I love that. And I think something I've been talking a lot about is this idea of learning to collaborate with the universe and like using all of these things that we've been doing lives on as tools to help you get into that flow, to be collaborating with the universe instead of uh, feeling like you're forcing against it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I love that. And especially that the, uh, that these messages can come through in just like the tiniest little things. And, and also that like, we do have divine sovereignty that we can say like, I hear you, but I actually really feel in alignment with this other thing. And I need to go with this. And then it's about learning. Okay. So if I am choosing to do this, how do I still collaborate with the universe and make sure that like, we're still in that same groove together? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you are feeling like you would like to share before we wrap up? Maybe, let's see. Okay, I did write a couple of things down here. Yeah, we talked about the questions and like how to ask questions and how that that can, and that that also applies not just to tarot, but like divination in general, because you, um, you can sit down and you can ask your guys, okay, so what should I do about that? And they'll be like, why are you asking that question? You should be asking a different question. And you're like, oh, I did, you know. Um, so I think the the asking good questions mm-hmm. plural is is essential yeah. um oh i just wanted to say there uh, because tarot you can use tarot for other things than just doing divination and i often use it if i if i'm doing my my morning pages or writing in my journal in the morning and i don't know what to write about i just feel like blank oh. i pull a tarot card and i'm like ah yes and then that'll prompt me so i use it for for journal prompting sometimes um, and i think uh tarot is also very creativity enhancing because there's so many there's another deck that I have that, that is based on the traditional Smithwaite and it has like this beautiful imagery um, in, in the deck. So I feel like it, it's really helpful with just uh, turning on those, those uh, channels in your brain that, that have to do with like, you know, beauty and creativity and, um, you know, symbolism and like taking in imagery and all that. Um, what did I, I want to say? Oh, I also want to say that just like, and I had to learn this myself is that even though you're doing this, uh, whatever you want to call it, divination or like witchy stuff or like connecting to your intuition, self-development, tarot is great for self-development as well. If you're on that train, get a, an Oracle deck or a tarot deck and it will really support your practice. Yeah. And I, yeah, this is what I do want to say this too. It's kind of like what, what tarot did for me. And I, and I I'm just want to talk about myself personally is that it really helped me. Cause I, 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 constantly doubt myself constantly mm-hmm. constantly I make decisions I like, feel super empowered in them and like the minute I make them I, I get in, go into this anxiety state of like I must have done something wrong like this isn't right like this felt too easy or like whatever is it is that comes up and I doubt myself all the time tarot has really actually helped me build confidence in myself and it sounds weird because it's just a deck of cards but it, it's kind of like the same thing we were talking about with confirming what you already know or what you've already thought about or helping you trust your intuition is really, really helpful. Um, and I also, uh, what I've heard from, from my clients is it can be very anxiety reducing mm-hmm. because of that a, I think, and because, you know, it can help you make decisions and you can see it kind of like black and white, you put it on the table, what the cards are for the, for the options and the decision-making. And I've heard from clients as well, that it's kind of like, it was just so nice to know as I was heading into the situation that I asked you about, 
that you just felt, I felt supported, you know, you had talked to my guys and they were so loving and like there was, um, and sort of like empowering and, um, comforting and they just felt more supported and it's different, you know, of course you need, uh, uh, and want support from your family and friends and all, and partners and all of that. But sometimes it's good to, um, hear from someone who is just a third party, you know, like, I don't, like, I don't, know you or, or, you know, um, I, or not even, I don't know you because I read for my friends and family all the time, but like, you know, I, I recognize that this is not my responsibility. Like I have no faith because people sometimes have their agendas, even friends and families, and they're totally, um, subconscious and people don't realize that they have them, you know, but sometimes people give you advice based on their own agendas, you know, without it and they mean well and all of that. So sometimes it's good to get, um, source of information or source of uh, confirmation or affirmation from someone else who is, who is not that. Yeah. Right. Would you agree? I would agree. I with totally that. agree. And I think it's funny you mentioned that because I remember after the first time I did an energy healing and started to like uh, consciously connect with my guides, I was telling people, I was like, I feel so much less alone. Like I feel yes. like I have people like something supporting me in the universe as opposed to me just like meandering about as this like solo thing. And yep. it, that was like the first big shift that I felt of like, oh my God, I am not doing all of this by myself. Like there are so many other forces and energies that want to help me, which mm-hmm. I have always found so beautiful. And like, there are times where I'll work with people and I'll see like the um, like just masses of energies coming in for them. And it's like, it makes me tear up a little bit because yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, oh, you have so many incredible things like backing you up. And like, it's just so heartwarming. I love it. Yeah. yeah I experience that all the time. I'm like connecting people who are like, they love you so much. It's like so proud of you. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta keep it together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Yeah, I experienced the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, that yeah, that you're you're less alone. I, I already spoke talked to myself a lot before I started reading the tarot, before I started consciously connecting to my guys. Now I'm just like it's all day, all day. Reading and talking, I'm like yeah, I hear you, but I like can you? I'm at work. Can you just? <laughs> yeah. Um. One other question that I thought of while you were talking is, if somebody has never bought an oracle deck or a tarot deck, what do you? recommend for how to choose your first deck or how to choose a deck in general? Great. Uh, excellent question. I personally, and I, and I talk about this in my, in my YouTube video on my YouTube channel, um, is that you need to choose a deck that you like. You need to choose the deck that you think is pretty, that you like the artwork or you like the, the guidebook or the author of the guidebook or whatever, or you just at the store or you're online and you're like, you, you just have, get a feeling. So you, you need to just choose. That's number one. You need to choose a deck that you like, because if you don't like it, then you're not going to keep coming back to it. And that's just not, then you're never going to use the tarot. So that's number one, uh, getting a deck that you, that you like, because I, I feel like tarot and divination and everything, it should be fun. You know, that's kind of like one of my compasses and all this is like, I am taking this, like, it's not to say that this shouldn't be taken seriously, but there, there is a line between taking it too seriously. Like it's, it's, it's light and fun and they have humor and they like, they understand humor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, if you're not enjoying reading tarot for yourself, then what's the point really? Like if you, if you look at your deck and you're like, "Mm, I don't, I'm not connecting to this at all, then you're never going to use it. And that's happened a couple of times. I'm like, you know what? I bought this deck because someone recommended it and I am just not connecting to it. 
Um, so and I, a lot of people, and that's especially true with um, Oracle cards. And I do recommend that if you're into tarot and if you want to just go and get the tarot deck, that's totally fine. But then I would also get an Oracle deck. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with everything that tarot is and represents, just get an Oracle deck to start and, you know, and just work your way up to, to tarot. Um, if you want to get, so the original, like I talked about before, and what most contemporary tarot decks today are based off of is the system that exists in the Smith Waite tarot deck. So I do recommend at some point getting the original one, um, but you don't have to. This was not my, like, I got a different one that was based off of Smithway just because I like, I like the artwork better. Yeah. Um, and it, it took me a while to, to start to appreciate the artwork that's, that's in here. Um, not, I say a while, that's an exaggeration. But I, my first tarot deck was, it's called the Cosmic Tarot. And I love the imagery because it's kind of like oldies kind of like old Hollywood um style to to the pictures but it has all these colors and this imagery so I really like that and it is based off of the Smithwaite um tarot system so I recommend if you're getting a, a tarot deck either get that original one or a different one that you really connect to that is based on that system there are other systems tarot systems that exist like the the filth uh deck and um I forget what the other one is called, but I recommend starting with the Smithwaite version of a tarot deck. And for the Oracle cards, same thing. Just pick one that, that you like, um, pick one that speaks to you, that resonates for you. And um, yeah, I, th I think that's it for the choosing of the, of the tarot. And also um, just a forewarning, um, you might wind up spending all of your money on... <laughs> on oracle cards and uh, tarot cards because once you start you cannot stop so um yep yeah that and crystals i will i will wholeheartedly enable <laughs> thank you very much but uh yeah so, so i am currently um because you were talking about beginners uh people that are starting to, uh, to read the tarot i i have published now on my channel i just started this channel like 10 days ago uh but i'm i have like a series there it's called tarot explained where I, I'm putting out like five to seven minute videos about uh, various different topics. And they're specifically uh, geared towards beginners. So if you, if people that are listening, if you want to go on YouTube and, and, and look for me, it's Icelandic Witch Tarot is the name of my channel. And you should see all the videos there. And I'm going to be doing a reading this weekend for the full moon that's coming up on Monday. So a, a free tarot reading for the collective. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Rad. This was so wonderful. Thank you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Energy Studio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, send it to a friend, spread the word, click subscribe, click like. I don't really know how all this stuff works on the podcast world, but do all of the things to support it. And if you would like more information about the Energy Studio, about shamanic practices, or you'd like to set up a free one-on-one -on -one consultation, head on over to my website, the-energy-studio.com. Or you can head over to our Instagram, which is at the period energy period studio. If you liked the music at the beginning of this episode, head on over to anywhere where music is listened to and or sold and check out the Heartstrings Project or you can also follow them on Instagram at the Heartstrings Project. They're freaking awesome. So head on over and check them out.